to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories, two great stories that get Welcome to this episode of In the Country, brought to you by the Country Music Association of Ontario. Find out more about CMA Ontario online at cmaontario.ca. And don't forget to get your tickets for a very big time and a lot of fun. It's their fifth annual award show coming up in June in London, Ontario. My pleasure now to welcome to the show Sarnia, Ontario's own Eric Etheridge. He's the 2016 CCMA Discovery Program winner, and he's just released a brand new song to country radio called Liquors Calling the Shots. My pleasure now to welcome to the show Eric Etheridge. Welcome to the show, Eric. Dave, thank you so much for having me. First of all, Liquor is Calling the Shots is out now at radio. What has been the response so far? So far, it's been, uh, you know, at least in my eyes, it's been overwhelming. Um, you know, when the first this is the first release I've ever had, and it's it's the first time I've ever put to radio. So you really don't know what to expect as a, especially as an independent artist. And mm-hmm. you know, within the first week, I heard uh, two major stations in London added it. They've been super supportive. Uh, you know, and then even just just hearing about stations that are adding it across the country is uh, is a very humbling experience for sure. You're heading out to radio, you're heading out to television, you're promoting the song, meeting up with people at uh, radio and TV stations to, to you know, put a, a face to the name and to the voice. Uh, how much fun is that for you to uh, make contact with all these media people? Oh, it, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's actually something I've been sort of dying to do for a long time now. Um, I, I love meeting new people and and I love talking about music, and I love you know playing and playing for these people. I love traveling around the country and seeing new places. So uh, you know, I sort of got to do a combination of those things over the last month, which has been was a really exciting time. Uh, before we talk about the CCMA Discovery Program, let's talk, Eric, a bit about your influences, uh, the the artists that inspired you when you were younger and started to get into music. Who are those artists that excited you and made you want to pursue music? Sure. Well. I uh, got into country music in sort of a, a roundabout way. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up uh, in Sarnia, Ontario, on country music per se. Like my family and friends weren't big listeners uh, of country music, and there actually isn't a Canadian country radio station in in Sarnia. Um, so, you know, that that wasn't an early influence for me. But I, I look at that sure. as a benefit uh, nowadays. And and as I got into college and uh, I started like through my friends started listening to country music and started performing about 
almost a decade ago now. Um, and as you know, once I got into songwriting, the the songs that would come out just seemed to naturally be country songs, like the subject matter, the style, the, the structure of the songs, everything. Um, I'd even have like even this is is kind of weird. Like I was almost writing and performing country music before I even knew I was doing it in a way. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> so uh, wow. Yeah, and then. And then I recorded my first demo uh, oh, probably six or seven years ago now, and it was a country song I wrote called Country Girl, and it turned out, like, surprisingly good. Uh, it was one of those <laughs> moments where, like, I did not expect this to be to sound this way. Um, and that, that was when the ball started rolling, I think, um, and uh, halfway through chiropractic school, um, I decided I was going to pursue – a, a career as a professional singer so it it was a quite the shift in gears uh professionally yeah. anyways but um so Incredible. then i guess like as i yeah as i fell into country music um i was i'm really inspired by that take risks and take chances you know like uh also also um artists that somehow seem to do it but remain authentic at the same time like uh, I really love guys like Keith Urban for example who you know he could he could do some very traditional stuff but then he can go do some very pop stuff and, he, and he's got some you know he's, he's it's pretty experimental in some ways especially his latest Ripcord album um, it's, it's you know mm-hmm. he doesn't really stick to one theme necessarily which is really cool uh, even guys like Sam Hunt I look up to uh, really love really love his music and his writing style not that I would want to copy him necessarily but but uh, just some of the stylistic points and, and how he writes songs and how he puts phrases together, I just find really, really neat. Eric Church is another one too. He, you know, he's got that yeah. heavy rock influence, which I also sort of have as well, um, which which kind of comes through in the debut single, "Liquor's Calling the Shot." So um, I find that as an artist, I've found I try to find a way to sort of amalgamate all those those influences and and hopefully hopefully turn them into something unique. Exactly. And and that's what you can do these days in country music. Be an artist like Keith Urban, where you're not tied to uh, just one sound. You can experiment. You can bring in the, the rock and pop influences. And it seems to be welcomed uh, in country music almost more than ever. Absolutely. And you talked about, uh, you know, you came across country music a bit later on. How would you sell it now? You've fallen in love with it, obviously, and you've, I mean, you've written a ton of country songs for a while, you've said, right back to Country Girl. So how would you sell it to somebody who uh, you came across and they said they didn't like country music? Well, the one thing that I always say is, like, when I'm, like, you know, because I'll, it's funny. Uh, at shows, uh, I'll tell people, or if I've people will ask me, so what do you do? Oh, I'm a singer. And I'm like, oh, what are you saying? And I'll be like, oh, I sing country music. And they'll be like, oh, I don't like country music. And then they'll end up coming to a show, and they'll be like, you know, I don't like country music, but everything <laughs> like. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. Uh, you know, yeah. like, like we'll we'll play, you know, we'll we'll even cover, like, just straight, like, Zach Brown Band, and we'll cover, you know, like, Darius Rucker and that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I think, you know what, I, I, I do believe that people just that haven't been exposed to the the spirit of country music, there's, a, I think, a big portion of those people just haven't experienced it. And once they do, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. This is really fun. What's the first, I think, the first country music festival experience? So I think, you know, it's pretty hard not to have fun at something like that. Um, and so I, I think I understand where, where people are coming from. But in my opinion, where I think country music sort of sets itself apart from the rest of the genres is that I, I think that the, the lyrics in a country song just seem to be so much more uh, well thought out, so much more... Uh, technical than 
um, say a pop song, for example, like the, there, mm-hmm. you know, it's you can't really get away in a country song. Can't get away with having something that is that doesn't make sense. For example, a, a line right. that doesn't make sense. Like everything, and it's you know, if you look at, uh, oh, I'm trying to like I can name any country song, but every every lyric in that song, a good country song, relates yeah. back to the theme relates back to the title and uh like another great a great example of tucker beatard's um rock on song like yeah that song that song was awesome but there's the you know you don't know where he's going with it you don't know where he's going with it until he drops the hook at the end of it and it's like oh it's brilliant the hook in that i love it's it's, uh rock on so the girl has left him basically and then at the end it's the hand i should have put a rock on should have put yeah exactly yeah and which is such a great clever yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. I mean, I could go on for hours, but I'm a big fan of the Brothers Osborne. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to play with them a few times and open for them and pick their brains. And and uh, they have they have a song on their their latest album, Pawn Shop. They have a song called "Loving Me Back," and it's it's about um, falling in love with somebody, but uh, also how he used to be, you know, a drunk or like the person in the song used to be a drunk or uh, into drugs and whatnot. And and uh, the tag in the song is I finally found something worth loving that's loving me back meaning you know this person oh, that they fell in love with which i'm like that's just you know things like that though i you just you'd be hard pressed to find yeah. that in a, in a pop song in my opinion in my opinion and let's talk about that uh, songwriting in nashville which uh, so many canadian artists uh will head down to nashville of course to to write songs and, and to perform and, and take in the city but on the songwriting side of things mm-hmm. what is it like eric when you you know you've got a, a meeting you've got a songwriting session with a hit maker, somebody who's got a good list of credits. You a little nervous when you first go in? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's funny. Like the songwriting industry is an interesting one. Um, you know, it, when I was first starting out, it's not it's not what people think. It's also not easy to just walk into a room with someone who's written a bunch of number one hits. Um, you know, they, they sort of have to you know, accept or take the meeting, so to speak, right? Like they have to, you know, cause they could be working with Luke Bryan that day or something. Right. So, right. Uh, but, but you know, just, <laughs> just in a roundabout way, I've sort of wound up in rooms with some amazing hit songwriters, uh, some by chance, some were planned, some were, some were literally random. Like I, like, uh, I remember one time I was in Nashville, I, I had a, a right book that day. I, I flew into Nashville that morning the right that I had booked, the writer forgot about it. And it, my whole day ended up falling apart. Friend called me. He's like, Hey, um, do you want to come write with Johnny Bulford and Jason Matthews? And I was like, I don't know who that is, but sure. Ends up being Chris Young's best friend who wrote lonely eyes by Chris Young and Jason Matthews. Wow. A couple number ones with Luke Bryan. And I'm like, Oh my, I'm sitting in a room with these guys, <laughs> uh, which is just pretty, pretty, it's a pretty wild experience. But at the same time, um, you know, these songwriters are, they're just people, right? They're and and you see that like mm-hmm. these are, these are guys are talented, of course, but they're also just slugging it out at day in and day out. They're, you know, and you'll you know it's funny some of you, some of the best songs that I've written weren't written with major hit songwriters, in my opinion. They were written with the, the hungry up and comers, you know. Yeah. Um, at least in my opinion. Um, and sometimes you go into a room with a hit songwriter and you won't get you won't get something awesome. Sometimes you will. Um, but uh, what was really cool is when I wrote Liquor's Calling the Shots with my producer, Brian Howes, in L.A. So Brian is like, he, I've been a fan of Brian's work for almost a decade. 
probably I've been listening because he's produced some of my, my favorite pop and rock acts of all time. Uh, for everything from Hinder, he's worked with Nickelback. He's done all of Headley's records. He's written, you know, some of my favorite songs. So to, to walk into a room with him was definitely pretty intimidating, I'd say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bet. Mm, well, how yeah. did that first meeting yeah. go? Did you, I guess yeah. you had a chance to talk about sort of your vision for your music? Yeah, I mean, so Brian, uh, after the season, I, I had met Brian once before, and I went down to his house in L.A. for a few days, and, and that was the first sort of meeting. We got to know each other, and it was like, again, like, you're, you're I'm starstruck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, like, just the people he's worked with, and, like, so much I've heard about him, and it's it's just pretty crazy. can't believe I'm at his house. Um, so then after the CCMA award, which is about a year later, he asked me, he's like, okay, Eric, he's like, I want you coming down to LA. He's like, we're going to do, I want you here for about uh, close to a month. And, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to work on some songs. We're going to produce three songs. And I was like, he, he basically said he wanted to develop me. And I was like, I'm in man, let's do this for sure. So it was really cool getting right to know him and his family and, and, uh, Jason Van Pooter, Ryan, JVP, we call him. He's, he's also like Brian's partner in crime. So they do everything together. It's really cool to see how they work. Uh, but, even Brian, for example, he's had massive success in the music industry, but the, the difference between Brian, and, and this can go, I think, for any industry, is like Brian doesn't need to write songs, he doesn't need to produce, because he could live off his royalties for the rest of his life uh, if he wanted right. to, but he still works like 10 to 12 hours a day, six days a week. He's still writing and working and trying to be the best, no matter, you know, no matter what it is. Um, so Brian has had great success in pop and rock, and He's uh, he's even had a top ten in the on the U.S. country charts um, by accident uh, with "Lips of an Angel" <laughs> by Hinder that, that also went top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Brian wrote the song uh, in I think it was 2007. It was "Lips of an Angel" by Hinder. Um, oh right. And that song was yeah, yeah and that a, crossed over. Yeah, so you might you might remember it crossed over into a lot of different formats. Uh, I believe yep. it was one of the songs in the world that year. And then it actually, wow. I forget who did it, but it went top 10 on the country charts, too. So technically, he has written the country top 10. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, but then he also... Yeah, had, there was a country yeah, artist, no, again, so I can't of, think of the name at the moment, but you're right, uh, took it, to, it was all over the place yeah. at the time. Yeah, and uh, he's, he's done some work with Keith Urban as well. Uh, so I was like, you know what, if he's good enough for Keith, he's good enough for me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right down and and I think what was cool about that opportunity is like like Brian and I really hit it off and and uh, it was such an awesome experience. I learned a ton and I still have a ton to learn even just after that experience. But um, I figured you know he can. I love the sounds he can get and I love his production. I'm like if we can translate that to country music in some different way, I think we have something that's going to be pretty competitive on the you know on on the big market you know and 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 oh, against. Yeah it's really competitive these days. So like, you know, against the, the Dallas Smiths of the world and the Brett Kissels, that's, that's what we're going for. Absolutely. You need to, uh, you need to be competitive like that and, uh, keep up with that sound. Uh, let's turn to the song now. Liquor's calling the shots sure. and we'll come back and talk uh, more with Eric, uh, especially about the, uh, CCMA discovery program. Lots more. Let's hear liquor's calling the shots. Here's Eric Etheridge on in the country. Chasing hope and chasing dreams I see you there In the sweet summer air Never thought we'd ever fall We had it good, we had it 
And that is my guest, Ontario's own Eric Etheridge, with Liquors Calling the Shots. It's his debut release to country radio. Uh, oh, and I was looking up uh, during the break, uh, the country artist that had uh, Lips of an Angel as, uh, I guess, a cover song was Jack Ingram. So Jack Ingram, Jack for those Ingram, uh, yeah. listening, yeah, yeah, had that uh, great, uh, great cover of that song that Hinder did, and of course written by Brian Howes, your producer. So in 2016, mm-hmm. Eric, you won the CCMA Discovery Program, which got you a whole bunch of opportunities. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, um, there was a grant for recording from Stingray Music, which uh, was fantastic, um, just to help you know cover costs for as as you know, I'm sure it's really uh, expensive to do all these things and 
that was awesome. Um, there's also uh, an opportunity to play CMA Fest in Nashville this year, which is also amazing. Wow. So we're just working out details for that right now. Obviously, like the the Discovery Award was a huge, huge like honor to win, and and um, and I think uh, where a lot of the learning came in too was in the actual Discovery Week that they had, where they brought. They took each artist that was one of the top six finalists. They brought him down for a week in Toronto, and and we we basically had like a music industry boot camp, which was just for me a very educational experience. Um, we met like we met agents, we met uh, PR people, we met uh, all the record labels in Canada. We met, of course, we had to hang out with all the other artists that were brought down and, and learn from each other. And um, I'm. I'm just very, very grateful for that opportunity because I think it was a it was a game changer for for my music career. Yeah, it's got to be because uh, you know an artist like yourself before all that knew about singing, knew how to perform on stage. Now the CCMA mm-hmm. is giving you that chance to learn about the business side of things and how to tweak yeah. basically everything about your career. That's pretty invaluable. It was oh, it was extremely valuable. I mean, and now like like the music landscape nowadays is changing it seems you know constantly like once spotify was introduced now we have apple music google play that that changes how people consume music um which is which is very important I, and i think especially as an independent artist before you you know sign that first record deal uh but even after you sign your your first record deal um you're an entrepreneur right you're you're a business person you have to, you have a brand and you have to push that brand and, um so i think it's it's crucial that you understand all facets of of the music industry, in my opinion. And and so just being brought down for the CCMA Discovery Week really opened my eyes, really got me introduced to, okay, where where are we strong, where are we weak, and what do we need to become better at? And, and um, you know, when, when my name was called during the, the CCMA gala, I was in complete shock. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. So, um, wow. yeah, it, it's something I'll never forget for sure. What a moment. And and I do know that uh, when they do the CCMA Discovery programs, the artists that you get to hang out with and spend all that time with, you know, you become part of that journey together. So you really make some good friends and, uh, uh, you know, connect with other people that are, uh, you know, trying to make their mark on music as well. Absolutely. Well, each of the Discovery program artists are paired with uh, a mentor. So, um I actually was paired up with Chad Brownlee, which was really cool. Um, and so nice. it was funny because, like, when I first decided, you know, like the first summer I was like, I want to pursue music professionally. Uh, one of the first gigs I got was an opening slot for Chad Brownlee. And when I say opening slot, there was six opening acts. <laughs> and I was the first of <laughs> six. Uh, <laughs> so I had, like, the 2 p.m. slot. Chad went on it, like, 10 o'clock or whatever it was but, <laughs> right. but I remember meeting Chad that day and I, I had his uh I had his album and I've been listening to his album a bunch and and just uh yeah and I, I it was it was really cool having a chance to meet him then and then I'd seen him a year later at, at uh, Music in the Fields um in Lucknow Ontario and uh saw him again I was like oh Chad he's like hey man how's it going good to see you again and then you know all of a sudden he's you know later that six months later he's my mentor in the CCMA Discovery Program it's pretty interesting um yeah getting to pick his brain. Chad's, Chad's a really intelligent guy, uh, super friendly and he's very artistic too, right? Like he's, he's a great songwriter. Um, so it's, you know, it was really cool to pick his brain about the music business and, and his creative process. And, and, uh, he was really open to helping obviously. And, and, uh, so, you know, it, it really, 
a cool thing about the discovery program was it really actually just made you feel like you were a part of a big family sort of it's, I know it's kind of a, mm-hmm. sounds weird, but, but the country, the country totally. industry is, is very different. I think than a lot of other genres, like it's people are, although there is some friendly competition, everyone is generally supportive of each other, which is really cool. I think country music definitely has that quality. And sometimes I'll use the hashtag country music family because you're right. You connect with mm-hmm. uh, these people and you don't, it doesn't always feel like for you artists that you're competing with each other, but you're kind of helping each other. You're happy for your successes. As you mentioned with Chad, he's giving you advice and his time. And it definitely feels like part of, you were part of something. Absolutely. Absolutely. People in the country radio industry will say the same thing too. Like on my radio tour, it was very evident that the other, the program directors would be playing pranks on each other. And you know, they'd be like, Oh, when you go here (laughs) to say hi to this person for me, it was just, it was really cool. Right. Yeah. It's, it's one big family, which is awesome too, to have because it makes it a lot more fun. And it, I guess it makes the journey easier Mm -hmm. as well. Back in 2015, you were doing some YouTube videos. Uh, Tell me about that and how that, uh, you know, opened up things. Yeah, well, after um, after that first year of sort of deciding, you know, this is where I, this is what I want to do, and this is my passion, and um, we hit we hit a lull. I think pretty much every time it seems like December and January come around, not not many shows are happening. You know, all the award shows are done, uh, and and it's like, okay, now what, right? And and I was like, okay, my my thinking was, how do we push this forward? From here, and my fiddle player suggested, mm-hmm. uh, you know, why don't we do a why don't we do a cover of some some hit country songs? And I was like, so he, I was like, what, you know, what do you mean, like an orchestra cover of, of something? So I was like, this sounds like a weird idea, but I'm going to let you just go with it here. Uh, he sent me <laughs> he sent me the track, and we did we started off with Sam Hunt's "Leave the Night On," but we did an orchestra pop version of it. Um, nice. Which, Oh, you know, it, yeah, it it sounded really it, it sounded really good. We just recorded it. We recorded it in his bedroom, and then we shot the music video ourselves. We edited it ourselves uh, on his laptop with some cameras that we borrowed, and we shot it. Uh, there, it was a bed sheet in the, as the background hanging from the ceiling <laughs> in his kitchen, and this is nice. this is where we started. And uh, <laughs> we got yeah, that one I think like hit like. Uh, I took it down just recently, but I think it just hit 20,000 hits uh, on that one. And then, like, okay, people are like, this is really cool. So we did another one. We did one of Birch Bentley, and then we did, uh, I think, I believe it was our third uh, third one was Homegrown by Zach Brown. And, like, these these just started sort of to pick up steam. Then we did one of uh, – we did a pop cover, actually, uh, which we thought would be better as a bluegrass song of Andy Grammer's Honey, I'm Good, which was kind of – blowing up around the world at that time yeah, that was so we huge. did uh we did we yeah it was huge we had one of the first covers on youtube as far as i know uh it definitely wasn't the biggest cover but I, it was it was approaching about a hundred thousand hits uh before we took it took it down so nice. we my piano player yeah was, so like, yeah, that was really good that sort of got the ball rolling again right and and um, my piano player was surfing the internet one day and he just he sent me a link he's like did you see this and it was a Rolling Stone magazine, and it was it, in, it, in the article. It was talking about Eli, the Eli Young Band, and and Andy Grammer collaborating on "Honey, I'm Good" to do a country version. And then it, the next line it said, "It's like unfortunately Canadian or Eric Etheridge has already beat him to it." And then they put a wow. link to my music video for it. <laughs> I was like, "How great oh is my that?" God, what? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty. We've had a few of those moments where it's like I cannot believe, you know. 
uh, we did a, we did a cover of Charles Kelly's "Leaving Nashville," um, who was writ- written by that song was co-written by uh, a writer from Sarnia, Ontario, Donovan Woods. Um, yeah, you may be familiar with Donovan Woods, but uh, he's for sure. Yeah, I think he's a cut with uh, Tim, Tim McGraw and uh, Tim Hicks and stuff. So, um, so then we tweeted Brian Kelly, and Brian Kelly tweeted us back. He's like, "Great job, guys!" And I'm like, "Oh my God, Brian Kelly tweeted us back!" So just we had a few of those moments that uh, <laughs> have been pretty pretty exciting. Um, but that I, I mean, for us, that was just a really it was just out of necessity, and it was a way for us to build the social media base when things were still developing. Hmm. And that's the thing with music, uh, especially these days with social media and YouTube and all those things. Uh, you got to be talented and all that, but uh, you don't know when uh, an opportunity might come along, you know, with those videos, as you, as you just mentioned, and whatever opportunity it is uh, could come out of the blue. In other words, you're going to plan a bunch of stuff, but the thing that actually goes big might be something unexpected. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's, oh, there's probably numerous examples of that. There's, uh, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what you'd call it, but just essentially putting things out into the universe and, and seeing what opportunities come from that. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was, it was interesting to see every time we, we put something out there, put a video out there, some new opportunity would sort of present itself. Uh, and we just had to be open-minded and, and, uh, definitely Great. taking risks and taking chances. So, yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm really looking back. I'm really glad we, I decided to do that stuff. And I understand, Eric, that uh, so we've got liquor, Liquor's Calling the Shots out now. You're working on an EP with a few producers, I understand. How is that going so far? Good, good. We Yeah, so throughout the, the process, and, and this has been, um, again, I guess I guess a product of me just trying to put things out there, right, and put, uh, you know, as new, new opportunities present themselves. Um, and I've had, yeah, I've had the opportunity to work with some great writers, great producers. And, um, when I was in, uh, we have, we have a number of songs done, which uh, some of them are done by different producers and I love all sort of equally, but, uh, unfortunately when it comes down to selecting what goes on the EP, I, it it won't entirely be up to me. (laughs) So I have a team of people now that, that will help me decide that and, and sure. uh, so, I mean, yeah, like, I, you know, my, the songs that I love the most may or may not make the record or maybe they will. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. So we're still in the process of finishing some recordings. And then also actually, you know, it's funny every time I go down to Nashville, like, I tend to write a song that I like even more. And then we sort of catch playing <laughs> catch up um, to having to get those recorded. And, and so the, yeah, right now the goal is early 2018 to have, have a six song EP released. So that's exciting. Six-song EP to have out mm-hmm. there, uh, uh, of course, containing this song. And you mentioned mm-hmm. you know, the, every time you go down, you write a better song. Do you have songs in your catalog right now, Eric, that uh, you're thinking, yeah, I can record this, of course, but I'd like to pitch this to someone. And do you have something like a Keith Urban-style song or an Eric Church-style song that, uh, you know, if you could just get it in the right hands, you think would be a good fit? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I do. I mean... I have, it's weird. I get. I have songs that it's like, oh yeah, like I love this song, but I would never sing it like as part of my show. But I would like love to hear, you know, Kenny Chesney sing this or Blake Shelton or something or, you know, uh, or and then I've I've even written songs that are like this is clearly a female song, a female singer song. So um, like there's certain females that I'm 
I'm looking at pitching too, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, definitely like there's not every song I write for me. I just try to, just try to write, you know, do what's best for the song. And maybe it will be something that I, I end up cutting or maybe it won't, or maybe it'll be, you know, one of my friends in Nashville. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's what's cool about uh, being a songwriter, aside from an artist, because you can write so many different things, different personalities. Maybe you're going to write a redneck song, and that's not you, but it's a good song, and it would fit Blake Shelton, for example. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I do have, maybe because I you know, wouldn't sing something like that on my record, maybe it's not my brand necessarily, doesn't mean I don't like that kind of music or appreciate it or, mm-hmm. you know, or can't write it, for example. So that's... Um, it, it's, uh, it, it's, I, I do definitely appreciate all sort of styles of that. So, um, yeah, no, that's, that's sort of like where, where I'm at. I mean, definitely right now I'm trying to write stuff that, uh, for my record, obviously, but, uh, you never know what you're going to get sometimes. <laughs> that's the thing. You start a writing session and yeah, it's all a blank page until uh, a few hours later. Uh, I think I saw online that, uh, you're shooting a video for, Liquor's calling the shots. Uh, we just well, we just released a lyric video for it on YouTube, and then the video, uh, yes, online there. I was shooting um, a one-shot video. So actually, part of the CCMA Discovery program was they partner with CMT, and you do a, it's called a one-shot video. So there's an acoustic performance that they shoot, and I believe it's aired on CMT. So that was what we, awesome. were, we were shooting that on the roof of. Uh, of a place in Toronto um, this week, actually. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing that come out. That is so cool. It's more exposure and uh, more people to get to know you and the song. Eric, I want to thank you so much for being here. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks so much for being here. Dave, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. My guest, once again, has been Sarnia, Ontario's Eric Etheridge. You can uh, check him out at ericetheridge.com. Uh, his song is called Liquors Calling the Shots, so be sure to call your local country station and ask for it. And Eric, of course, was the 2016 CCMA Discovery Program winner. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.